Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. I'm glad you're here today. And we call this one More on a Misleading Report. Confusion may exist as to what constitutes the difference between a restricted appraisal report and an appraisal report. To explain the difference between the two is the purpose of this podcast. Now, here's a spoiler alert. It's not the name of the form that determines which of the two reporting options the client receives. Rather, it's the content of the report itself. Residential appraisal clients simply expect to receive a 1004 form, or its equivalent for whatever kind of property you're appraising. True is the fact that these forms are what the appraiser assumes the client wants. However, the issue of what the client wants and what the appraiser promises and what the client eventually receives is the point of this podcast. In the current version of USPAP, we learn that there are three appraisal reporting formats. The appraisal report, the restricted appraisal report, and the oral report. Now, we're not going to worry about the oral report here. We're going to worry solely about the appraisal report and the restricted appraisal report. Because of these two reporting options, there must be a discernible difference to them. Otherwise, by default, there would need only to be one reporting option. According to the USPAP document itself, an appraisal report, quote, must be consistent with the intended use of the appraisal and, at a minimum, summarize information sufficient to identify the real estate involved in the appraisal, including the physical, legal, and economic property characteristics relative to the assignment. Then, in AO38, USPAP states, quote, an appraisal report requires the appraiser to summarize the information analyzed and the reasoning that supports the analyses, opinions, and conclusions in the report, unquote. AO38 then goes on to present a chart of the characteristics of these two reporting options, as well as an example of a summary of the description of a property's zoning. Therefore, in an appraisal report, the appraiser summarizes the subject's salient characteristics, neighborhood conditions, highs and best use, and so forth. So, at this point, a definition of summarize or summary is in order. One source defines summary as, quote, a brief statement or account of the main points of something, unquote. Another shows it to be, quote, to dispense with needless details or formalities, or brief, unquote. Finally, a third defines it as, quote, a brief statement mentioning the main points of something, performed speedily and without ceremony, unquote. So, if there is anything to synthesize from these, it could be an appraisal report features a summary of the unvarnished presentation of the salient facts leading to a credible value conclusion, but without the appraiser's dependence on unnecessary detail or minutiae. On the other hand, therefore, a restricted appraisal report should be sufficiently different from an appraisal report to merit the distinctive nomenclature. Note the word restricted does not refer to whom the appraiser addresses the report. That's part of the appraiser's scope of work. A restricted appraisal report offers so few data and analyses. Only the client and the specifically named intended users, theoretically already familiar with the property, the neighborhood, the local economic conditions, etc., 
that they would not need a lengthy description of all that so the client and intended users could read and understand the report. The language of SR2-2B, which is the part of USPAP talking about a restricted appraisal report, calls for the appraiser to state, not summarize, all of these items. The identity of the client, the intended use of the appraisal, sufficient information to identify the subject real estate, the real property interest appraised, the type of value and its definition, the effective date of the appraisal, the scope of work to develop the appraisal, appraisal methods and techniques to arrive at a value opinion, if the appraiser omitted an approach, as well as an explanation of why the appraiser omitted it, the subject's use as of the appraisal's effective date, the subject's highest and best use, and any hypothetical conditions or extraordinary assumptions the appraiser used to arrive at a value conclusion. And then remember the proper disclosure warnings that would go with either one of those. So, in a restricted appraisal report, there is a lot of stating going on, but very little summarizing. This, therefore, is the essential difference between the two reporting options. In an appraisal report, the appraiser summarizes his or her analyses and interpretations of the data from which any conclusions or opinions naturally flow. Nevertheless, a restricted appraisal report merely states the conclusions and opinions and their supporting data, with no attempt to flesh them out or explain them. Note also, quote, a restricted appraisal report must clearly and conspicuously state a restriction that limits use of the report to the client and named intended users, and clearly and conspicuously warn that the report may not contain supporting rationale for all of the opinions and conclusions set forth in the report. And that's from Advisory Opinion Number 38. Then, in AO 38, USPAP gives two examples, one of a summary of zoning and one of a statement of zoning. To make sure there is no confusion, I'm going to quote both of them. First, the summary of the zoning. Quote, the general business B4 zoning classification applies. Its purpose is to encourage local commercial development of banking facilities, retail stores, and service establishments along arterial streets on minimum lots of 10,000 square feet with a width of 100 feet. Building coverage is limited to 50% of the lot, and the building height is limited to two stories or 20 feet. The Local Planning Council indicates that the subject's existing use and the subject's improvements conform to the zoning, unquote. Then, there is the example of the statement of the subject zoning, quote, General Business B-4, semicolon, existing use and subject improvements conform, period, unquote. This is a significant difference of 78 words for the summary and 9 words for the statement, a decrease of 88%. Now, after all of this, we can get into the important stuff, which is the purpose of this podcast. Earlier in the podcast, we concluded that all things being equal, the typical client sought the appraiser to report the appraisal on the 1004 form, or whatever form the client wanted. Another conclusion was the appraiser typically complied with this request by sending the client a 1004 form with all of the necessary addenda, maps, photos, grids, etc. 
Nevertheless, here's the problem. Even if the appraiser sends the report to the client on a 1004 form, thus implying an appraisal report, if the appraiser merely states the facts, conclusions, and so forth, but does not summarize them as the difference in the two reporting options requires, the appraiser has provided to the client nothing more than what is, by definition, a restricted appraisal report. Now, you rightly ask, how can this be? You say, Tim, I reported the appraisal on a 1004 form. That makes it an appraisal report, not a restricted appraisal report. For good or ill, it's not the form that decides whether a report is an appraisal report or a restricted appraisal report. Rather, the format of the data in the report is the qualifying factor. In Standard 2, in a comment, it makes this clear. It says, quote, comment, Standard 2 addresses the content and level of information required in a report that communicates the results of a real property appraisal. Standard 2 does not dictate the form, format, or style of real property appraisal reports. The substantive content of a report determines its compliance. If the appraiser summarizes the data, information, conclusions, and so forth, then that summary qualifies the report as an appraisal report. On the other hand, if the appraiser merely states facts, data, and conclusions in the report with no summary of their analyses or interpretation, then, by definition, the appraiser prepared a restricted appraisal report, the name of the reporting vehicle notwithstanding. Because USPAP requires the appraiser to be competent prior to agreeing to perform an assignment, it is incumbent on the appraiser to understand the difference between the two reporting options is not the form on which the appraiser publishes the appraisal. Rather, it's the difference in the length, breadth, and depth of the reporting of the analyses, etc., that distinguishes an appraisal report from a restricted appraisal report. Now, at this point, you might have to ask yourself, who cares? I use the 1004 form like the client told me to. Frankly, for the vast majority of the jobs most appraisers do, there will be no cause to worry. However, the vast majority of an appraiser's work product never finds its way to the state appraisal board either. While that board can choose not to press charges against an appraiser, it cannot refuse to investigate a complaint against the appraiser if a complaint lands in the office. It's here the difference between the two reporting options will come into play. If an appraiser were to submit such a confused appraisal report, the appraisal board would need to determine which of the two reporting options the appraiser promised the client, which is why the board also asks for the engagement letter. If the appraiser promised an appraisal report, but... Because of the paucity of summary and description, the state determined it was really a restricted appraisal report. The state could bring, among other charges, misleading the client. Now, how is this misleading? Simply, the appraiser promised an appraisal report, but in reality provided a restricted appraisal report. That's the old bait-and-switcheroo, even if that is not what the appraiser intended. To summarize the ramifications then, the name of the form, 1004 or 2055 or whatever, is not what determines the reporting vehicle the appraiser provides to the client. Again, it's the length, breadth, and depth of the report's content that determine if the client receives an appraisal report or a restricted appraisal report. 
To mislead the client is a violation of the ethics rule, since to misrepresent anything does not promote and preserve the public trust inherent in appraisal practice. State appraisal boards consider an ethics violation very serious, since the appraiser engages in such conduct voluntarily and knowingly. State appraisal boards tend to sanction more punitively appraisers who engage in such contact than those appraisers who violate a mere standard of practice. Now, to avoid this dilemma is the question. In this podcast, we've shown that understanding the difference between an appraisal report and a restricted appraisal report can be confusing. We've also shown that the ramifications of this dilemma could result in state sanctions, something the appraiser wants to avoid. Therefore, we'll wrap up with a discussion of ways to avoid this problem. First, the appraiser needs to understand USPAP and its two reporting options, the appraisal report and the restricted appraisal report. Most residential appraisers have little to no experience with anything other than a form, like the 1004 form or the 2055 or the condo equivalent. This lack of familiarity is not a failing. It comes from the fact that most clients request the appraiser to summarize the appraisal on a 1004 form or something similar to it. Nevertheless, there is no ethical or practical requirement that mandates the appraiser must use this reporting form unless the client so directs. And then if you accept it, then it becomes a contractual agreement. Second is that the difference in the two reporting options does not lie in mere nomenclature. In other words, the mere use of the 1004 form, merely submitting the 1004 form to the client in and of itself, does not constitute an appraisal report. This is true despite what that reporting form has pre-printed on it, as well as what the client and the appraiser may think. Just as it's the appraiser's responsibility to make sure the appraisal and the report are USPAP compliant, it's the appraiser's responsibility to make sure that the use of the 1004 form, or whatever form the appraiser chooses to use to communicate the appraisal, truly results in the communication of the appraisal in the appraisal report format. Third, the appraiser must understand that what creates an appraisal report, or a restricted appraisal report, is not the form itself the appraiser uses to communicate the results of the appraisal to the client. That distinction, again, lies in the length, breadth, and depth of the analyses and summaries within the report. If a report has extensive summaries, as well as the interpretation of what the summaries harvest from the market data, then that is an appraisal report. On the other hand, if the report does not present these analyses and summaries, it's a restricted appraisal report. USPAP describes the difference between the two as the fact an appraisal report summarizes, while a restricted appraisal report states and we went through examples of that earlier. Finally, both the client and the appraiser must be clear at the instant of the conception of the appraiser-client relationship which of the reporting options, which of the reporting formats the client wants as well as why the client wants it that way. As we appraisers come to understand the two reporting formats as they currently exist in USPAP, and they could change, we also come to understand that the work necessary to form a credible value opinion does not vary based on the agreed-upon report communications vehicle. 
Let me restate that. The amount of work to form a credible value opinion does not vary on the agreed-upon report communication vehicle. The reason for this is that the development of the value opinion falls under Standard 1, which is completely unique and separate from Standard 2. Therefore, a restricted appraisal report has no less research and analyses than would an appraisal report. Again, the only difference between the two is that in an appraisal report, the appraiser summarizes the results of his or her research and analyses. In the restricted appraisal report, however, the appraiser merely states the results of that research and those analyses. The professional, competent appraiser understands the difference and demonstrates that knowledge in the reports he or she writes. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate it very much. I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. If I can ever be of service to you, please get in touch with me, Tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. It will be a pleasure to work with you. Thank you so much. My best to you, my best to your family, and we're clear. <laughs>